tune into another episode of intellectually petty radio brought to you by m3s3 clothing men make moves and suckers stand still and as always on the mighty 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 nerve dj's radio network shout out to the triple og dj johnny o shout out to t-rex big health dj squirt the whole family um i'm your man jobson it's another episode of greatness um Yo, it's it's a, it's a really bad thunderstorm here, so if you hear that shit, it's nothing I can do. Don't blame me. Blame God. He's doing his job, you know. Um, anyway, how y'all doing, man? Hopefully you're having a good day, and if not, maybe we can make it a little bit better. And if you are having a good one, maybe we can make it great. You feel me? Uh, man, yo, so we got another, 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 another legend in the building, man. And I know I say it every week, man. It doesn't get redundant. It doesn't get tiring it just is what it is we got nick speed coming on and i'm just waiting on the brother to tap in and while we do that oh shit my lights just start flickering please don't let the lights go out because i've been wanting to get this interview for a minute man when i say detroit legend i mean detroit legend yo anyway before we get into that man i gotta talk about carly russell just a little bit yo First off, man, black folks is killing her. <laughs> and, and I get it, you know, black people, you know, like we we really, really was uh her story was it 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 it, it hurt. You know, seemingly she was being a good Samaritan, um, saw a kid on the highway, decided, hey, I'm gonna stop my car and get out and try to help this child. And she was on the phone with a loved one and gets kidnapped. And everybody, the whole, you know, black, the whole of the black community um, was 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 holding our breath, you know, praying for um, just 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 really, really, really hurt. You know. Um, and then she shows up at home. The cops allegedly are saying that they uh, have some concerns about her story. And black Twitter goes apeshit. Jesse Smollett, who just when he thought he had gotten over the ridicule and the jokes, black Twitter (laughs) dug that nigga up (laughs) without a problem. Uh, and, and hold on. All right, you know I can't text and uh, talk at the same time. But anyway, I got a couple things about that. First and foremost, I I feel this is this was very harmful to 
all the sisters and black kids that are, are legitimately kidnapped uh, because we already aren't being looked for like our white counterparts. Um, we're not having the uh, investigations like our wh white counterparts. And there's been an epidemic of sex trafficking, kidnapping, what, what, what have you in our community. And you know what? Let me put that on pause right quick, on hold right quick. Because, man, yo, when I say your favorite producer's favorite producer, when I say Detroit legend in the building, when I say hip-hop in its purest, rawest form, that all describes what I got coming on now, man. Mr. Nick Speed, what's going on, King? How you feeling, my brother? I feel great, man. It's, a, it's an awesome, beautiful day, man. Oh, it's awesome. trash here, bro. It is absolute trash here. Oh, man. Where, where you at? Where you at, bro? I'm in Cleveland. Okay. Hey, man. Shout out Cleveland, man. Shout out my whole family out there. Uh, man, text, text the link so I can uh, send it to a couple of people out there, man. You know what I mean? Are we live? We are. We are. Yeah, man. I need to send this link out, man, so uh, my people know that they can check me out real quick, man. All right. Let me get on that. I'm, I'm just horrible at uh, actually doing anything and talking at the same time. Do me one small favor, though. Turn your phone to the side so we can get that landscape view. Okay. Okay. All right. Hold on. Let me find something. Balance this boy. You feel me? Okay. And I just sent you the YouTube right there. Yo, and it's it's like thunderstorming and hailing, so I do apologize if uh you can hear that shit in the background. I can't definitely hear it. <laughs> yeah. And ain't you know, ain't shit I can do about it, man. But we got, yeah, we got a, a horrible thunderstorm watching shit, man, for the whole city for about an hour. Shout out Cleveland, man. You know, you know, you know. my whole family out in Cleveland. My dad's what's Cleveland. up. Oh, that's what's up, man. What up though? Yeah, yeah I'm from Detroit shout though. Out, shout out Papa Speed, man. Shout out Papa Speed, man. Yo, man, Detroit's finest in the building, man. How you? How is life? How's your family, man? How's everybody doing? Yo, man, everybody's great, man. Um, man, we just working on a lot of stuff together, and that's been the goal. You know what I'm saying? Just to keep working together and uh, working together as a family. You know what I mean? And just, uh, just, just, just keeping it moving, man. You know what I mean? Like, like I've come to the point. Cause I'm not waiting on anybody to validate any of my ideas. These ideas are coming out in my lifetime. You get what I'm saying? I'm not waiting. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny, man. It's like sometimes I'll be thinking about stuff and I'll be like, yo, like I love to, you know, do this. And then like, you know, a major artist does it 10 years later. All of a sudden all the funding is available now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know, yeah. or, 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 yeah. or like, you know, when somebody died, like Tupac Museum, like, you know, all the funding is available now, you know what I'm saying? But I'm sure in, in Tupac's lifetime, he wanted to do other shit. That, yeah. You know, he wasn't able to do, you know, at the time, man. So, like, you know, we're doing stuff within our lifetime, man. What you trying to do, bro? What's on the table? Man, listen, man. Well, first of all, for the, I'm, I'm going to make this announcement right now, man. For the anniversary of uh, Hip Hop 50, man. Okay. We're going to be doing 50 portable hand-signed record players for 
the 50th anniversary of hip hop. We're celebrating on the day of August 11th, on the day that uh, hip hop made the turntable into an instrument. And that's what changed my life. Yo, you know, that's cool. Where you doing this at? Uh, I'm I'm doing it online. I'm doing it in Detroit. I'm doing it worldwide, man. Like, like people will be uh, able to order and pre-order and everything like that. And there will only be one record player per year. You know, so you might get 1988. This other person might get 1992. And that's it. That'll be the only one with that year that we can hand sign and they'll be hand numbered. And I'm really marketing it as an art piece. And it'll be a portable record player. I wish I had one right here with me right now, but you know, they're getting shipped over uh, from overseas, man. And um, getting them done. Uh, the Nix the Electronics HH50. That's the name of it right there. And then Nigga. that'll turn into me uh, creating my record player company, you know, following the model of Beast by Dre. You know what I mean? If, if Dre can make it electronics, you know, with the headphones and stuff, like, I feel like I wanted to do something that was within my own interest. So I came with the record play. Nigga, that is fucking fire. And hold on, I'm going to close this window real quick. Yo, I hear that rain, man. It's coming down, baby. It's coming down. My bad, bro, but that shit was starting to bother me. <laughs> hey, it just be so loud, fucking man. hot. Hey, hey, you know what, man? Y'all got that storm going right now, man. Yeah, yeah. So I do apologize for that. Um, Ain't nothing wrong with it, man. It sounds sound good, man. You know, I'm a sound engineer, man. Nigga. I sound like that in the back of a beat. Yo. Okay, so. <laughs> So, all right, what, what, what was dude's name? And I think I wrote his name down, too, because I was watching an interview. Uh, T. Calmese. T. Calmese, yeah, my, one yes. of my best friends in the world. Nigga said your beats was trash in the beginning. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, they was. They was. They was, actually. At what um, point did you, what, what was the first beat where you were like, okay, this ain't so, trash no more. I'm dope. So, all right. So, what happened that day? that um T Calmis is talking about is uh <laughs> I'm glad you asked this question, man. It was motivation, you know. I mean like like you know that you great but you ain't you wasn't able to be great that day. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So you mm-hmm. like, nah man, I gotta show them. You know. <laughs> so you know, we was teenagers, man. We was just having fun, you know, everybody decided to make little jokes and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? We had like a little little beat machine that somebody had uh passed off to my mans or whatever probably i don't know maybe back in high school i think and um you know we just passed the little beat machine around the room just like you know it's about eight of us okay. all right thing we're gonna do today is everybody make a beat so none of us have ever made a beat before but it's like all right yeah you know it's like everybody made their little beat and it's like the thing that i did <laughs> was i didn't realize you know, every time you touch the button, if you're in record mode, it's going to record that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just trying to hear the sound. Beep, beep, beep. And it was just like, beep, beep, beep. And then that was just in the beat. So I'm like, <laughs> ah, this sounds horrible. 
And I'm like trying to add more sound. I'm like, and it was just, oh, it was all bad. It was all bad. So, so by the time it got around to me, yeah, it was it was all bad, man. So I I was just, you know, I was just a novice, man. I never had made a beat in my life at that point in time. I was like, man, let me borrow this mug, man. Let me take it home, dog. My man was like, all right, man, I'll let you see it. Yep, shout out my dog, Ski. We had a, a rolling DR5. I don't know, a boss. DR5, Boss DR5, um, and I took it home, and uh, I kind of figured it out a little bit, you know. Okay. And uh, uh, I couldn't wait to call everybody. <laughs> call everybody. <laughs> I called everybody on a three way, and then they called everybody else on the other three ways, and it was about ten of us on the phone. I'm like, y'all ready? Y'all hit play, like. I was just, what was the name of that song? Uh, what was the first beat? I think it was called "When I Get uh, When I Sign." I think that, I think that was the name of the first song I probably actually produced. I think it was called "When I Sign," and it was like the Boss DR5 had a um, had some instruments in it or whatever. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like a keyboard, but you know, eventually I went over to the MPC, but it was kind of like an MPC too, the way that the buttons was laid out. Which I had never seen an MPC at that point in time, but um, you know, it was it was it was all right. It was it was better than I think it was better than all the rest of the beats that had ever been made on that machine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I took it home and I did my thing. You know what I'm saying? And I was off of uh, Dexter and and uh and Lawrence man, in Detroit. Did so you see? Was, did you cool, see where man. you at now? Back then. I didn't even know what a producer was, bro. Honestly, I mean, we used to just rap on like uh, instrumentals, you know, from cassette and record singles and stuff. You know, like I was always kind of on some DJ type shit, so I would get my hands on uh, some instrumentals and stuff like that. And we would just rap to them. So, like, I didn't know I was even producing yet, but what I was doing was producing. So I took mm-hmm. all of the dope rappers from my school and I brought them all to my house and I recorded everybody on a karaoke machine every weekend. Every weekend we would make like an album every weekend. We was young, we didn't, we didn't, we just didn't care. You know what I'm saying? We didn't even care about school anymore at that point. <laughs> Once we realized we could rap, we was like, it's just so, it's just so funny now because like, so much of this stuff is normalized now, but like wearing fatigues and Wu Tang hats and uh, Wu Tang shirts and scullies in the summertime with big <laughs> headphones and you know Clark Kent glasses and oh man, I mean we was like you know we were, we was four thousand years ahead of our time. <laughs> you still are though, bro. Like and the 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 changes in your like i can't get a sound for you yeah like man. i'm like if you listen to deciphered yeah one of my favorites you go to from payroll his shit doesn't sound anything like like boldies oh yeah for sure for sure is that intentional are they picking out the beats or in your mind you saying this beat is for this I'm just person making whatever i feel that day art is about expression this is art okay it's not sports this is art <laughs> 
You get what I'm saying? So a lot of people try to make all these lists and all of that, man. I don't listen, man. I appreciate all the recognition that I've ever gotten, but I don't. That's not my payment and my award is like the fact that I get to do what I want to do every day. Man. You know what I mean? Like, like that's so undetrained, though, bro. My award is is living my dreams, bro. My mom just told me the other day, like, you made all of your dreams come true. You know, humility is so undetrained. I know, man. But you know what, man? I want. I don't know, man. I, I did attend Catholic school at one point, man. So I think I tried to be like Christ-like or something. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not laughing at you, guy. Lord knows. I'm no, I mean, listen, that's, that's the truth. Like, I thought everybody was gonna be kind and giving and loving. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, like that's I was in case. my own. I've always been in my own bubble, man. Really? And it's like, regardless to what you know, what I'm saying, love is the key. You know. And um, I always kind of like knew that I was special, thanks to my mom. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, like I remember like uh, some of the photos in the photo album. She would put like little word bubbles on them, and she would write little captions on them. And one of the captions said, "I'm a genius." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like uh, over my head, like it's just probably me, like ah, and like in the backyard and stuff like that. Mm. But like, you know, that stuck with me. I didn't even know what a genius was, you know what I'm saying? But like my aunt, my mom, you know, my family, they supported me throughout my journey of being a creative. You know That's what dope. I mean? That means and, uh, everything too. Yeah, man. I mean, I think that um, you know, hip hop was new. So I mean at the time that I was growing up, so like me scratching records on they record players, that was that was I go. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, no, man. What the fuck is you doing? Doing, dog. What is you <laughs> Bro, you're a band from every record player in the family. Stay away from my records. Leave my shit alone. <laughs> fingerprints on the record players and all this and that. So, yeah, I was banned, you know what I'm saying, from all record players in the family. <laughs> Yo, but, um, and, 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 and I'm, let me, I'm sorry, man, but I gotta, I gotta let people know, man, you started at four years old. Four years gotta, old, I, man. Four years old. I there. think I'm the youngest, um, on air radio personality ever, I think. I'm I sure somebody might try to top it now. They're going to try to get a little three-year-old or something. <laughs> um, I don't even know if that's even possible. And, and if I remember correctly, you interviewed a president. Which, pres- well, which I, president I, I, was that? Um, I went to the White House because I lived in Washington, D.C. at the time. Okay. But of course, it looked good to get the little black kids standing in the front. You know what I'm saying? Like, we showing we that we doing something or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I didn't understand it at the time. I was So at the time, I was like, what I remember is I was mocking the president. I was like, you know, he's giving his speech, and I'm mm-hmm. just like, you know, he's like... Uh, what we're going to do is come up with different ways to change the community. And it's like, I'm like mouthing his words, like, <laughs> like fixing my tie, you know what I'm saying? My little clip on tie and my little suit, man. You know what I'm saying? Like some, I probably want to done it like seven years old, you know? Which, which president was it though? Uh, Ronald Reagan. Oh, Ronald Reagan, 19, 
probably 86. Yeah. It was, it was some wild years, bro. Yeah. Could have been 85. Yeah. That's like, that's probably. Probably 85. That might be the yeah, first year of crack. It might have been 85. And um, I was already on the radio. So just think, I've been doing this since 85. 84, 85. Like, like, I really feel like I came out the womb loving music. So, like, I had Bugs Bunny records, Mickey Mouse records, Michael Jackson records, rappers that, like, like I'm part of the first generation rap babies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, rap music was out when I was born. I'm the first generation of rap music was out when I was born. So, I heard rappers that, like, LL Cool J, Run DMC. Um, so, from the beginning of recorded rap, I was there, you know. Yeah, so like I, I, I basically there. grew up off of that. I had tapes of it. I was making my own mixtapes. I mean, I got tapes of myself teaching myself scratching. You know, like I used to like do uh, what we call, it, well, what I call it, air scratching, like like how people play air guitar, like mm -hmm. like I used to just be like, oh shit, nigga, I still do that. I was doing that in the car literally yesterday. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just like doing that and then like I set up two non-working record players in my grandma's basement and I used to just act like I was a DJ <laughs> and I'd just be scratching. I remember my, I told my mom I wanted to be a DJ. I had to be like six or seven and then she was like, uh, DJs don't seem to make that much money, Nicholas. <laughs> and I was, like, uh, I was like, you know what? At that point in time, I didn't understand money at all. Well, yeah. She was like, yeah, they make like a hundred dollars a night or something. Like, I'm like, hundred dollars a night? That sounds good to me. I could buy everybody Actually, ice cream. Like back in those days, if you when you were six, a hundred dollars a night was good money. Yeah, man. Yeah, in that was 80s. actually good. Yeah, that was good money right there, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. So, oh, I don't know. Actually, you made it sound good, man. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, shit. Yeah. I don't know what you she made was me doing. Actually more oh my god <laughs> all right so all right i got a couple of detroit questions for you too Absolutely. um and and then we'll go into the resume and and, and all because the resume is phenomenal but Thanks, just sir. a couple okay hip-hop shop or st andrews oh man it's no picking it's no picking no 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 it's no picking man i mean well drew's lasted longer okay drew's lasted a special time, a special period in time where um, I think that might have lasted about five years. I was actually very young. Mm -hmm. And what's funny is actually my mom used to actually take me to the hip-hop shop. I was really young at that time. And she would sit outside where I would just go in there and buy the Source magazine and talk with um, Mud and Thyme and the Five Ellas and uh, DJ Head and all these guys mm -hmm. proof. And I'll be buying Source magazines and Boogie Monsters albums and 12 inches and, uh, you know, just whatever random hip hop magazine was out. Your mother whatever, actually whatever drove you to the hip hop shop, though? Out. You said what? Your mother actually drove you to the hip hop shop? Yeah, she drove me to the hip hop shop. She would sit outside while I would go inside for like an hour. And then, you know, I'd come outside and I'd just uh, jump back in the car and get back, go back home. You know what I'm saying? Dumb. I mean, that's what I'm saying, man. My, my mom has been a very supportive mom, man, in uh, my career, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm very thankful. I'm very grateful 
And you know, God is an awesome God, man. Yo, man, I grew up from I grew up, I don't know, five minutes away from the hip hop shop. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I grew up on Seven Mile and Southfield. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. man. See, I I grew up off of Dexter. Yeah, so that was a little stretch for you. Yeah, you know what? I didn't realize that I could could have probably caught the Dexter bus right there and just got off on Seven Mile, but I didn't even realize that. I didn't even realize that at that point in time because I hadn't even caught the bus that far yet. I had just probably caught the bus to school at that Yo. point in time. I was just young. I was super young. I was super Yo, young. that's crazy. All right. Uh, Derek May or Juan Atkins? Juan Atkins. And why you say that? Because he created it. Got you. Best Coney Island? Detroit 1. Where's that at? Woodward and uh, Mac. Um, oh, yeah, I was about to say, I'm going to have to go over there. I ain't fucking with that one, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, yeah. You got to. No, you, you say you're not fucking with that one? I ain't fucking with that. I'm not going over there, bro. <laughs> oh, man, it's all Woodward. <laughs> Shit, man. My mom, well, my, my stepfather, my mother passed away a couple of years ago. But they, yeah. they stay on Warren listen, and Southfield. Listen, man. Oh, so you an eight-mile type of TJ's type of dude. Yeah, like I said, I grew up on Seven Miles, so they still, you know, off of Southfield. I mean, South now, listen, it's some good Coney Islands, but the only reason I like uh, Detroit 1 is because they got some everything. Like, you can get some damn stir-fry in that motherfucker. Or you can get a regular Coney dog. You can get ice cream. Okay, have, I ain't never been nowhere. Anything. Yeah, anything I ain't never been nowhere. You, you no Coney, you can get stir-fry. I've never been nowhere you can get stir-fry. All right, um. So let's go over the resume. And and I know I'm going to miss something. Oh, I got one more question. Bonus question. Illmatic or Illmatic? Illmatic. Shout I out to my brother El Zado, man. I love El Zado. He's incredible. And I think he would say the same thing. I don't know, bro. I, I hadn't. I love I, Illmatic, though, because Illmatic is a. Uh, there would be no Illmatic without Illmatic. Yo. So I gotta give it to uh, Illmatic because you know, I mean, it's just one of the most phenomenal pieces of art ever created. Perfect and, album. You know, I actually remember being a kid, man, and just like studying. Those. Actually, Illmatic is uh, what made me really want to pursue making music. Really, that is the that that was the key right there. And you know what's funny? Um, it wasn't just how good it was. It was the fact that he got he received five mics as a review. And um that had well at least for me, I hadn't seen that before. So I just wanted to get five mics. That was it. It was it wasn't even how good the music was. It was just like, all right, well, I gotta get five mics. You know, so that became a so like I kind of like went for how can I get five mics, you know what I'm saying? And uh, so it motivated me in a different way outside of the actual greatness of the art, you know what I'm saying? Like the fact that his review, I guess that's when reviews actually meant something, you know what I'm saying? Like we actually took yeah. people's opinions, you know, yes. whoever reviewed something. Like right now, somebody would give Illmatic two mics. If they because of social media that uh yeah. too much yeah. huh? like now you got all type of opinions huh nah, 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 nah. 
I mean, it, but like in actuality, at that time, they were really non-biased. Yeah, we only had a couple people that was uh, in position to give a review publicly. That meant something. And it meant something that, yeah. you know, publicly, this album has been parted as a hip-hop classic before it even came out. But everybody was waiting on that album. Oh, my God. You know was being waited on, man. Yes. He came with Live at the Barbecue, best debut in hip-hop ever. Then he came oh, he, he, he hold up on that one, Sparky. I don't think that's the best debut song ever, though. Wait, 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 wait. I, 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 I would on, say Snoop came out the gate. That? Snoop came out Live the gate. Barbecue? Snoop came out the gate better, bro. Deep Cover was definitely better. Okay. That's a great argument. And I would argue since we're talking I, about I, it. I, I, you know what? I, I might agree. I might agree. Just saying. Hip-hop wise, I, I, I got to uh, stand on it. Deep Cover was incredible. Yes. So, hey, it's like this. Okay, since we there, doggy style or or illmatic. Ooh. You know what, man? Wow. Oh man, if this is a drink chance, we'd be taking a shot. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, listen, man. I know both of those albums word for word for word for word. Um, they basically came out at the same time. Snoop 93, Nas 94. Um, wow. I think they both equally influenced me. I think they both equally influenced me because like, those are two of my top favorite albums of all time that I've ever listened to ever. Like I probably have listened to both of those albums so many thousands of times. But I can't pick because my mood changes all the time. So sometimes I feel like listening to Doggy Style. Or you know what, man? Oh, they're both just so great. Man. There is no winner in art, bro. I'm going to no give you that one. Art, man. I'm going to give you that but, one. But I, what I will say is that as a favorite, I probably love those albums just as much as I love uh Marvin Gaye what's going on. Absolutely. I love I love all I love both of those albums just as much as I love Marvin Gaye what's going on. Like and that's saying a lot because that's my favorite album. I think that they were equally perfect representations. Equally perfect. No skips. None. Equally perfect representations of each coast. And both of them made you feel like you was right there with them. Exactly. That's exact. That's we saying the same shit. Yeah. Cause like I like felt they, like they I was on a train like, in New York with some headphones on, listening to Illmatic, and I felt like I was rolling down Crenshaw with the top down, listening to Doggy Style. Yeah, like like in Detroit, just being in Detroit, not being actually in the place of uh, yes. you know where this stuff took place or whatever like they actually brought you there man like just even the intros of both of them like bathtub intro oh, then you good. got then you got the wild <laughs> style intro with uh, Nas you feel me like like he made you go back and watch wild style oh, and get your hip hop right. knowledge on like yo uh, let me watch the breakdance spray paint movie real quick yo you feel that's me but taking like, it back but like, but like but Snoop 
made you go back and listen to Superfly. Oh my God. I, I wasn't even hip. You the dramatics like, and like shit. Like my pops and them been had that video in the house. You feel me? But I never watched it. I never checked it out. Then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, Superfly. We been had this. Let me check this out. Then, and actually, man, the fact that they were sampling uh, a lot of George Clinton on uh, Doggy Style, that made it where, and, and the Chronic, um, that made it relatable a little bit more for me just because, just being from Detroit, because George cut a lot of that music in Detroit. Facts. And uh, a lot of my aunties and uncles and them, you know, was hanging with George at that time that he was in Nigga. Detroit. He so used to be downtown, oh, heavy. George Clinton. Yes. So, like, you know, they would be like, telling me oh that's george clinton and it's like i've been seeing these weird looking records around the house but then like i never really listened to them because that's my parents music because i'm in the rap you feel me but then like i started listening to that and i'm like oh okay this is where it comes from and it's like next thing i know i'll get into george and now i feel like i'm an honorary p-funk member you know what i'm saying he wasn't <laughs> rolling around with no diaper on with you <laughs> no nah, i never <laughs> i ain't gonna lie bro i never i never I never got that wild, but I always yeah. been on some hippie type. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me ask you this then. Colors and I was just getting. I don't know who Tribe is, but I was literally just about to uh, ask that. Is there a perfect Detroit hip hop album? I mean, Slum Village Volume Two um, and Volume One. I think those are perfect, and uh, Slim Shady EP. And probably perfect. You say perfect? Oh man. Um well that's definitely some perfect hip hop songs from Detroit for sure. You know, um, the first the first one song album wise. that's perfect from Detroit. Oh man. Um yeah, man, there's a few of them, man. That's perfect, man. There's a few of them that's perfect. I can't really think of all of them, but Detroit has created a lot of uh oh Guilty Simpson first album was Amazing. Really, I don't think I, I, I that one slipped the one my mind. Produced by Madlib. Yeah, that one. That one. I, I, Dilla, I, yeah, I was, and the sad part for me, man, and I have apologized to hip hop for the longest. Like I was, I, I didn't even hear of Dilla until he passed away. Okay, nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? Dilla um, was very, you know, nonchalant and underground. You know what I'm saying? So he wasn't. Um, Letting everybody know who he was all the time, you know what I'm saying. So, did you know him? It wasn't for everybody to know at the time, you know what I'm saying. Like Dilla was a young, hungry, focused dude. You know what I'm saying. He died at 32 years old, man, and he did all that music. Like you gotta think, he was like 21, 22 making that. Did you um, did you know Dilla? I met Dilla. It's not too many people that knew Dilla. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I did actually, uh, I was actually in the studio with Dilla before. I, was, I actually recorded with Dilla and uh, Elzai for this song called Concrete Eyes. It's on uh, the Witness My Growth album by Elzai. And you can look it up. Um, there's a little part where it's like, at the end, you know how Mob Deep used to be like, yo, 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 check it out, yo, yo, like all the all the project niggas in the back, like, you know right? What I'm so I was like one of them, you know. What I'm saying? It was me, Elzai, and Dilla, though. And uh, 
we did that little piece. It was just me, Elzai, and Dylan standing at the mic, and I was just like unknown. Like I could have smoked my first blunt with Dylan, but I, I just didn't know. I was so young, I didn't know what the weed was gonna do. I didn't want. I ain't. I was just scared, man. I didn't want to get kicked out the studio. <laughs> <laughs> yo, I was like, yo, no, I was like, what if this shit don't work? Like, what if this shit got me tripping? Like, you know, like. Like I grew up off the say no to drugs campaign, so I felt like what if like this shit got me tweaking, bro? <laughs> and I'm in the studio with the great James Yancey. Like, no, no, like I need to be. I was like, no, I'm he's like, Hey, you wanna smoke? I was like, okay. Nah, nah, no, nah, I'm I'm cool, bro. <laughs> who, who would you <laughs> say are you in top three piano producers? room in Studio A and blew it out? He just smoked in the piano room. Oh, let me shut up. And then, uh, and then he came back and added like a couple little sounds to the beat. And that shit was done. I was like, damn. I seen that Jay Diller make a beat. Like, I really watched with my own eyes, no camera, nothing. I seen Jay Diller make a beat on the MPC 3000. Yo. Wow. Studio A with my own eyes. 2001. Really? That's, that's a man. Oh. I was like 20 years old, I think. You didn't fuck yeah. around and, and got me off my game a little bit. Okay. Oh, man. James Yancey, man. Big inspiration for me, man. I, I just remember first hearing this music. And I remember like hearing it again and being like, oh, this shit. Like, for it to be like, so I heard Dilla and I heard Eminem as local artists. And I knew that they was dope. And I was like, damn, this shit just as dope as like Red Man and Spice One and all the shit I be listening to. And it's like from here, like, whoa. You know, it was like kind of a surprise. And like, I knew that that shit was dope. It's like, but I didn't know it was going to blow up. I just knew that I thought this shit was like just as dope as everything else I was listening to. Yo, I knew M was going to blow up. I don't even, I can't even say that I knew. I just can say that I... Honestly, I had a I ended up getting a job at UPS eventually, like when I graduated high school. And uh, I used to be rap we used to be rapping slim shady lyrics for I just don't give a fuck while we was working. And like people that never heard of M, we'd be having them rapping the lyrics. Like we'd be rapping M lyrics before he blew up. Like Slim Shady, brain dead as a gem ready. Like, I mean, matey, you little like the Kim lady. I'm busting. Oh. Like we'd just be moving boxes like I'm busting. Dirty dozen. All they riding around. We should be throwing boxes off to the truck. <laughs> Yo, I put so many of my niggas up on that on that song in particular. I just Man, don't give a, don't a fuck. Give a fuck is one of the greatest songs created. Nigga. All right, so. Ever. What's the best beat you've made? Uh, Man, I ain't made it yet. It's not made yet. Okay, when you go back and you listen to your cat, do you even go back and listen to your own catalog? Um, not really, but sometimes I guess, you know, like other people be playing it. Okay, now I hear it and I'll be like, oh, okay, like, yeah, it's all kind of good, you know what I'm saying? But like, after you know what, man, when you be making an album or something, dog. You got to spend so much time on it and you got to hear it so many times. And then whatever is going on in your life at that time, 
is 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 also gonna be a thought of yours as you're going to, as you're listening to this. So like if I had you know I mean mostly good experiences as I was making albums, but you know sometimes it'd be like man this remind me of when I was in the basement man you know what I'm saying mm. but this remind me of when I was uh you know when I moved over here like I always can remember you know the time period from the music because I remember where I was living at I remember how I was living I remember I remember everything about that time period based off of the music the music is like it, it jogs my memory you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, uh, I think one of the most successful beats that I made was Streets of Detroit. Okay. Streets of Detroit has been used on, like, first of all, Pusha T and Lloyd Banks rap to it. And they made a song called Home Sweet Home. Fire-ass song, by the way, too. Thank you, man. That was, um, that was my first big single, you know, in the industry. I mean, I had songs in the industry, but that was my first single okay. with a video. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But um, other than that, uh, it has been used on probably every Detroit documentary ever since. You know? Because I came out with a music video for it just as an instrumental. And I wanted to showcase, like, uh, the auto industry, the music industry, like Motown. Uh, I wanted to, you know, relate. You can look that music video up, and this is, like, in black and white, and it's just showing me, like, with the, um, you know, like, with the jacket on, looking like I'm working at the factory, but basically, you know, Barry Gordy got his concept of Motown from working at the factory. So I wanted to like make a video that showcased kind of like working at the factory and you know working on music. Yeah. Uh, you know, and showing those type of that type of imagery um, throughout that video, and it has been used on like so many Detroit documentaries. Even Michael Bolton used. You know, some documentary that never came out, and he did a Motown, but it just really? Fox. But it never really came out. But like, I remember I seen Michael Bolton walk running around with cameras. I'm like, yo, who's that dude? It's like, yeah, Michael Bolton. So I met him. The next thing you know, my music was in this movie. I'm like, yo, hold on, wait, who said you can use the movie? Right. I was about to say, they ain't ask you. Nah. So, like, people that was there, they had hit me up from like the free press and like a couple other people. It was like, yo, they're like, yo, your song is in Michael Bolton movie. And I didn't see it. And that was the only time I guess he ever showed it because he never came out with it. But he actually, I guess, produced a movie, a documentary or something about Detroit or Motown or something like that. But yo, I never heard yeah. of that shit either. Yeah, he, he was here. He was in Detroit and he, he did a movie about Motown in Detroit, but he used my music in it, but it never so somehow I contacted his manager. Something and they were like, oh, we didn't know. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> but they and I guess they just never came out with it or whatever. Like, you know, like on some Netflix or something like that. But they, they showed it at like the Fox or the Fillmore or something like that. Did you get a check? No, I didn't. They they just used it like on, on their own. But I guess since they feel like they never came out with it, they just never I don't know, man. It was weird. <laughs> I'd say, yo, I'd, I'd Michael Bolton, dog. I'd send them something saying if this ever comes out, I want my piece. Oh, that's for sure. Cause it might come out fifty years after you did. Oh yeah, I need mine. Exactly. Somebody in your family needs to eat off of that. Yeah, I'm gonna still be alive anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, 
you got Lloyd Banks, Pusha T, G Unit, Fifty Cent, Seven the General, Proof, yeah. Boldy James, Be Real, Elzai, um, and I, I'm certain I'm missing a gazillion other people. Big Sean, Quavo, um, Bishop Lamont, um, Big Herc, uh, Street Lord One. Um, oh man, there's just so many, man. Um, Big Herc is my goal for the, for, for the record. Yeah, Baby Tron. Um, Let me ask you about Baby Tron. Good or bad for Detroit hip hop? Great. He's a, he's a, he's he's a great artist to me. I mean, listen, man. I'm always a youth movement, bro. Like, whenever you know, like they just had you know the top fifty hip hop thing or yeah. whatever going on in Detroit at the Fox. And you know, I would have liked to see some younger people involved. You know, like I'm. I said, dog. Everybody on this list is over thirty five. Come on, man. We got to do better. You know what I'm saying? And I told my man that, and they was like, you know what? You're right. I just don't know how to get in contact with some of the younger people. Maybe you can help me with that. And, you know, I would have liked to help with that, but just the amount of time that I had, I just didn't have enough time to communicate with some of the younger people. And, you know, when it comes to the Fox, some of these people will sell out the Fox they sell. Facts. So, you know, it's a different time and in, in era, you know what I'm saying? But, like, I think that um, one of the things that needs to happen is just, like, everybody collectively comes together and discusses some of the history. You know, so it's like, because everybody wants to change the story up and, you know, we want to show we don't we want to we want to talk about the first nigga to beatbox in elementary school and all that. Like, yo, hold on, bro, that nigga don't belong on the top people. Like, my nigga, like, I, I I get it, bro. Like, but no, like, okay, but I but I do like the fact that we are recognizing people's contributions. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and that's yeah. what it's all about. So let's make it about recognizing people's contributions instead of trying to make a top fifty for. For art, there is no top fifty for art, bro. I like the top fifty. It was just like if you were not either born and raised in Detroit or spent the majority of your existence in Detroit, like Insane Clown Posse. Should, first off, they should have never been nowhere near the top fifty. If they, they well, they, I don't no. know. They were very no. successful. I don't care. They, they was a successful out in Taylor. Successful out, out out in Troy. I don't want to hear that shit, bro. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I mean, it's not nothing that I just personally listen to all the time, but I'm just saying that they they were very successful and they they did help put Detroit on the map. Some people think of Insane Clown Posse when they think of Detroit. That's unfortunate that they allowed that to happen. That's what happened, though. I mean, I, I'm, but I'm one of those people. Like, if if I meet you in Cleveland and you say I'm from Detroit, I'm gonna ask you where. Right. I mean, listen. When the Saint Clown Posse was first coming out, I had a cousin that lived in the suburbs, and that's what he used to be listening to. And I used to be checking it out. You feel me? Like none of my people in the hood was really banging that. You know what I'm saying? But like my cousin out there. He used to be like, yo, this shit kind of fire. And it's like, so I was, fortunately, I was able to learn about it. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, 
I might not have found out about them till I got grown or something. Like if, if I was depending on the hood to listen to them, because the hood wasn't necessarily banging. Yeah, because I've never met well, a person was, that was banging I them. Just didn't see it. it. It was just you know, it seemed like it was it was making the uh, suburbs catch on. I don't know, man. You know, Esham and um. That's that's what it is though. Too, I looked at them as ripping him off. Like I'm, no, not M, not M, Esham. Like oh, I've been yeah. fucking with Esham yeah, since yeah, the yeah, red yeah, tape. Yeah. Like Esham was definitely first. Facts. Let's not get that twisted. Facts. Esham independently was selling records somehow. Crazy. All, he, you know, he he did the he did the work where his music was available. You know, he might not have had no music videos, nothing. I mean, he probably did, but. You know, they wasn't on TV like that, at least for me. But it was catching on. And it's like, you know, the record times of the world, the uh, harmony houses of the world, you know, they were selling them Esham tapes and stuff. You feel me? And then, like, you know, all seven of my Shantaniques of the world, you know what I'm saying? And uh, Simpsons records of the world, whatever. They were selling them Esham tapes, especially, like, in Detroit. So Detroit was rocking with Esham. Facts. I know that. I was just a little bit. I was so young at that time, man. I didn't know what to think of Eshawn, bro, because it was booming words from hell and shit like that. So I'm like, is this nigga a devil worshiper? Then he had Nadis out. <laughs> hey, but I know Eshawn now. That's my man. You feel me? Like, just like Three Six Mafia. Like, I'm like, what is this? But now I love Three Six Mafia. Like, their music has been very influential to me. And I didn't even realize how influential they were to me until they became damn near the sound of the industry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So shout out Juicy J, DJ Paul, my, my nigga Crunchy Black, you feel me? Like, shit like that, bro. Yo, I got to give Esham his credit too, man. Esham was a gift and a curse to Detroit hip-hop. And, how, and how, how was that? The gift was is that he showed everybody after him the way to make a bag without leaving without without anybody's help he didn't need the majors he didn't need nothing but I think the curse was that he did same thing because some of those people actually wanted to get signed and was a little too arrogant about it because they was making a decent bag and kind of blew some opportunities that I think now in hindsight they kind of regret like what? What you mean? Like like getting signed to a major? Yeah, yeah. I think there was artists out there that would have a benefited at the time. Like I, I, I'll say, it, like Rock Bottom. I know they got it signed. Signed to Interscope. Right. I, I was about to say. I know they got signed, but it, it didn't. It didn't go the way it was supposed to go. I don't no, know it the ends. It didn't. It didn't. Just yeah. like many deals. I don't know the ins and outs about that, but I think that they were uh, of the thought process. We made enough money doing our own shit. We'll need yeah, that's y'all. Why Blade and them didn't sign with uh, Russell, man. I I actually wish they probably would have signed with Russell. You know what I'm saying? But you know, Juan and them. Juan is one of my favorite people and artists. You know what I'm saying? And mentors. But um, you know, even if they got offered a million dollars, they was like, bro, we got a million dollars. Pretty much. But that's what Master P did. He had a million dollars too, but he took it and was like, okay, well, I'm gonna put your million with my million, and we about to make millions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Maybe Blade and them, you know, would have still been alive. Had they took that deal, maybe, you know. Who knows? Yo. We don't know. It's a it's a big what if. 
Yo, I remember when Old Boy came out, man. And oh I, man, I, biggest I, I in the city. Seen them niggas at Hart Plaza live. Oh man, that would have been that. Would, I wish I would have saw that. Nigga, I don't think I've ever seen Hart Plaza that live before or after. Well, I did see George Clinton perform, and that motherfucker was live. I can't lie, that motherfucker was woo. See my mom's. <laughs> That's the live concert that. I seen at Hart Plaza. Really? Hey, I, I can't lie. My biggest show was at Hart Plaza. My biggest show I ever did was with Juan Atkins, headlining the Movement Festival, last act of the festival, not the night, the festival. I'm talking about thousands. Like you couldn't even see the end of them. It was just, and he had me on stage rapping with him. Yo, it's footage of that. Y'all look up. Um, I think it was Model 500 and Nick Speed. Yo. It Yo, was, how did, how did you meet Danny Brown? Man. You could probably look it up now. You might be able to pull it up and put it on here, dog. You said... Uh, crowd, model 500 Nick Speed. Okay, I got you. Yo. It was Yo. crowd surfing. It was like... <laughs> dog. <laughs> Yo, I'm like, say no, 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 no. They was like, no, 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 no. Like, it was like... Dog, it was the most amazing... Shit, it was the it was the biggest show. I never performed in front of that many thousands ever. It was like, dog. I felt like it was a hundred thousand people out there. Shop. It was. When, it when was, was this? Festival. What end year was this? Festival. Huh? What year was this? Uh, maybe twenty ten. Oh, somewhere in there, man. Man. Man, they, they ruined Hard Plaza, bro. Oh my god! Y'all look that up. Yeah, I'm definitely looking that up. That is, that is, that is. Uh, wow, man. I'm just going thinking about how Juan allowed me to perform with him, man. That day, man, it was a song called OFI that uh, I guess I remixed or whatever. We was practicing it and all that, and all, and it started raining, and I was like, God. Just don't fall, nigga. <laughs> Just don't fall, nigga. Whatever you do, nigga, I know it's rain coming down. Don't yo, slip. Yo, how did you meet Danny Brown? Oh, uh, man, I met Danny Brown. Okay, the story goes like this. I went to WJLB, the great radio station in Detroit, um, with... Slum Village and um, Elzai, you know, we all hanging out with MC Search, and uh, he was playing No by Rock Bottom. He was like, yo, what we gonna play after this? And and, and uh, Danny Brown's group, Reservoir Dogs, had a song called Yes. So he said, all right, we played No, let's play Yes as an answer record. So I was up there, I'm just there as a guest. I'm just there like, I'm not on the radio talking or nothing. I'm not nobody yet you know what i'm saying and um searching on my dad too but um anyway so i'm there hanging out he plays the record he's like yo this the shit ah. and he plays it i'm like okay i i don't think i had ever heard the record yet and then um then i start hearing it all the time like they was on the radio like they was popping so i'm like okay this shit rocking and then as soon as we got got in his uh bins he popped in the CD like he wanted to hear this shit again. Like this is shit. You feel me? <laughs> so I'm like, okay, damn. Dude. I need to get with these little niggas. 
You know what I'm saying? So then one day I remember I was walking down six mile, man. I was walking down six mile and um just plugging the phone in. And uh they had a poster for their album or something like that. And uh just back when they had phone numbers on posters and shit. So like <laughs> so I like ripped the phone number off the poster. Then I called that shit as soon as I got home. Hey, I wanna play y'all niggas some beats. It was like, oh shit, come through there, nigga. He <laughs> <laughs> probably was dead, you dumbass. <laughs> I, I, come, I come to the apartment. I remember them niggas saying, back then, there wasn't no GPS. This had to be like, oh, four. You know what I'm saying? Some shit. No, this had to be like, yeah, oh, three, oh, four, man. So, because uh, I had a little song on the radio playing too. Okay. Eventually called Perfection. And they heard my song on the radio too. So they was like, yeah, nigga, we heard your shit too, nigga. <laughs> so I walk into Danny's apartment on Brainerd and Cass. Like, back then, like, you had to get a nigga in, like, the instructions of how to, you know, Go down Woodward, make a right. Man, make a right. T- turn at the gas station. Make a make a left yeah, at the corner yeah. store type he shit. Left, yeah. You know what I'm saying? All this bullshit. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, all right, yeah, hell yeah. So I had my man drive me and shit. He was young. He was way younger than me. So we was all just young as hell. Niggas was like 20, 21, like 23. You know, like niggas young as hell. So, you know, I go over there. I'm thinking these niggas like some gangster rappers. Like these niggas just got played after rock bottom. This nigga Danny Brown reading Blender magazine, listening to Dizzy Rascal, a nigga named The Streets from the UK, and this nigga whole family listen to this shit just because he listened to it. I'm like, what type of nigga is this? This nigga making beats on PlayStation. I'm like, oh, this nigga different. Like, I thought this nigga was about to be like a locks member. <laughs> you feel me? Like, I'm like, dog, I thought, like, but he was gangster though, but it was like, like, as soon as I walked in, it was a nigga getting his hair braided. I think that was Danny and shit. Like, I didn't know who was who and what was what, nigga. I mean, obviously, I know it was Danny now, but like, I don't know if I, like, when I called the number, if it was like his brother or whoever answered the phone. All right, nigga, come through, nigga. <laughs> Yeah, I pull up and I play my beats off a of CD. And then, like, um, I remember I had remade a Spice One beat. Like, it was a Spice One song called Money Gone. And I remade the beat. And that's what caught their attention. They like, oh, yeah, this nigga fired. So I guess he had called my nigga BMO in Baltimore, who used to come out here selling jewelry at the African Festival and shit. So they met this nigga. And everybody got cool with the nigga. So they like, like BMO, I'm at the greatest producer ever. You like what? You need to work with that nigga. So, so then we start working. BMO start coming around, and then we just start making songs and shit. Like these niggas had Pro Tools. Uh, I was working with White Mike, you know what I'm saying, a little bit on my songs. But then, like uh, Danny Brother, he was always technically, uh, you know, able to do stuff like Pro Tools and shit like that. So, like, okay. He was kind of like teaching me a little bit about Pro Tools and whatnot. So we was recording songs in the basement. I was making the beat live. I just want to show them niggas like, I mean, I'm the truth, nigga. I'll make the beat now. 
<laughs> so anyway, you know what I'm saying? We hang, we, we hang every day. We hanging every day, nigga. Danny go to jail. So then we end up recording Dopehead Project. And then um, when Danny got out of jail, that nigga showed up on my doorstep. Like, well, actually, I moved around the corner from him because he stayed where he stayed. And I was looking for a place. So it just so happened, you know, hey, it was time. So I moved around the corner. So that's why we linked up every day. Mm-hmm. Drinking 40s and shit. <laughs> Smoking weed. Dumb shit. Young man, that was, that's back in the Drinking day. Drinking right 40s, there. nigga. 40s My whole store covered with empty 40 bottles that I was supposed to take to the store. Never took them to the store. I've never been a bottle taking nigga. Like, like them bitches just collect dust on the floor, bro. Like, I don't know. Anyway. So, yeah, man. Danny showed up on my doorstep like, nigga, I'm ready. I had a tiger. I'm like, okay. Let's go then. So, we start recording. We start recording a project called Prophet Jones with me, him, and 87. Then we got in a hot suit. No. Nah. Uh, New Year's. We all broke. Motherfucking BMO again. You know what, Danny? You need to do an album with speed, man. He's like, for real? He's like, yeah. He's like, uh. <laughs> we drinking an $8 champagne and shit. <laughs> that little crooks, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's just us three and shit. We just sitting there quiet as hell on some fucking New Year's shit. Bro. He's like, yeah, y'all need to do an album, man. You know what you should call it? Hot Soup. So I guess Hot Soup was like the name of his original project from like high school or some shit. One of his original first projects. Mm-hmm. I never even still heard the first Hot Soup. He was like, hey, you know what? We should drop that bitch on July 1st. Like, I'm talking about niggas who came with the release date and everything, dog. So I just gave that nigga my roast recent beat tape. That nigga just wrote to that bitch. Next thing you know, he did about two, three, four recording sessions. We were done. So I'm like, well, shit, I'm about to fill this bitch up with interludes and shit. So that nigga bought a, a DVD called Murder City by Al Prophet. And then we just, I just filled that bitch up with all little interludes from Al Prophet and shit. <laughs> and then, like, I met Al Prophet. And then that's how Streets of Detroit end up being on... Um, one of his movies, and then it started being on all the movies after that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I was like, when I met him, I was like, nigga, I sampled you on hot soup, nigga. Here go a copy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man. Anyway, that's how I met Danny Brown, man. You know what I'm saying? That's still one of my top dogs of all time, man. I love Danny Brown. It's my brother. Yeah, tell, tell a nigga to come on the show, man. I yeah, know man. out there oh, doing My shit sound like it's about to die. Okay, hold on. Let me see. Hold on, let me, let me, let me. Hey, I know I'm, I'm fucking up. <laughs> oh man, you, you doing all right, bro? Look, I'm not tripping, bro. I, 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 I need to know about seven too, though, man, because I, I fucks with the general heavy too. Oh man, seven, big seven, not little seven. Yeah, how, that's how you link home. up with him? Seven mile general. Facts. How you hook up with him? Oh uh, man, you know what, man? We had actually did some music together on a. Uh, my man K John's album, man. And it was a hit. It was a hit, man. It was a song called I Get It In. And it, it was a hit on um FM ninety-eight, man. And um they was playing it on the radio and all type of stuff, man. So like uh this dude named Propane, man, Jermaine Propane, who uh ended up managing Future and Rocco and all these guys. He uh actually 
got a deal with live mixtapes at the time in like 2012, 10 years ago, and uh, 11 years ago. And he was like, yo, man, you and Seven should link up, man. I got the deal with um, live mixtapes. Y'all should put something out. I'll put it out through live mixtapes. I was like, okay, bet. So my first idea, before we even talked to Seven, was like, yo, we should call that shit Jail Bars. <laughs> because I knew Seven had went to jail, and I had worked with him already. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, yo. Scoot over just a little bit. Huh? Uh, yeah, I know, I know. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Okay. I just want to make sure this shit is damn charging up, because it, it, it will cut off if it's not charging. Okay, I hope it is. I hope but, so, um, yeah, man. So like seven, like I said, we did. I actually I did a whole album with K. John, same guy who did. Um, I'm out here on the ocean. My ship has finally come. Somehow I linked up with K. John. I don't know. Uh, he came to the studio or something. He picked a whole bunch of beats from me, and I'm like, yeah, what are you gonna do with this? He put seven on there. He put stretch on there. So this is like my first time working with both of them, honestly, through K. John. And then, okay. um, yeah, he, he put a bunch of rappers on there and stuff. So he like kind of did like a hip-hop R&B tape type thing or whatever. And um, he used my beats for the whole thing. You know, he called it uh, K. John and the Detroit Conne- Connection, I think was the name of it. Y'all can probably find that online somewhere. Actually, pretty brilliant too. And this is like had to be like, I don't know, 2010, 2011. So like I said, uh, we we had already linked up and made a hit already before. That was on the radio, bang. Like I remember, I be I jump in the car and then I hear my music on the radio. I'm like, wow, it's nothing like that feeling. That's got to be dope. It's nothing like that feeling when you just jumping in the car and you don't know your music coming on the radio and it's on the radio. That's, that's amazing. Gotta you know be dope. Yep. Yeah, so, um, you know, so yeah, man, we uh, linked up. Jermaine Propane put it together. Said he had a little situation for us. We put the record together. We linked up. I made all the beats basically on the spot. And um, seven rap to him, man. And hey, we got White Mike to mix it down. We got, uh, we got JD, J- Jeremy Deputat. To do the photos, you know. Shout out my man Vic, who uh, helped fund it. And man, that that boy became the album of the year on um, I don't know, what was it uh, Underground Hip Hop Awards or something? So amazing, man! Amazing that you can make a project and it could just well, yeah, I got a great chemistry too. Though. Project, and then you know we ended up actually the first hip hop artist some of the first hip hop artists to appear as subjects in the hip in the DIA, which we took the cover in front of like a couple of years, like three, four, five years ahead of that happening. And we actually helped bring the Detroit hip hop scene to becoming, you know, subjects on the walls of uh, the Jenny Richer exhibit decipher. In uh, Detroit, That's Michigan, crazy Detroit. right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, I don't, we didn't know that that was gonna happen. <laughs> we called it Art the DIA Project. 
the DIA I'm, project. Like we didn't, we had no clue that we would literally. ever be on the walls of the DIA ever. I was we listening to that today. Wall, and we uh, we was a part of another exhibit called Detroit After Dark. And then that opened the door for us to do Decipher, which uh, brought all the hip hop artists in. But, you know, they had to like, you know, feel, feel the vibe first and see that hip hop was cool enough to, you know, have its own exhibit. You know what I'm saying? So I was a co-curator along with uh, Jenny Risher the actual curator and photographer shout out jenny we love you thank you for everything you've done and uh you know seven was one of the people that helped pick the people uh trick trick uh hex murder you know it was like well not we, hex has changed his name so it's no longer hex murder <laughs> but you get what i'm saying though you feel me it was, Yo, it was hex, dog, hex, hex is the goat big goat Big old stuff. Oh Shout man. out Hex, man. Shout out Hex. Yeah. Yes. I hate you, nigga. I don't even know you, but I hate you. Hate you. <laughs> <laughs> the most hated. Ever. Yo, Same. okay. Let me ask you this then. Chemistry wise, who, who who do you just feel the most comfortable in the studio with? Oh Lord. Man, you know what, man? I've had great chemistry with all the artists that I work with, man. Honestly, man, um, that's why the songs come out so good, man. But uh, some people, honestly, man, my engineer, White Mike, man. You know what I'm saying? My engineer, White Mike, bro. I ain't got to tell him nothing, bro. And let me step back so I can make myself sing. You did, because I had to change the angle. But um, White Mike, Maestro. You know, from Silent Riot, engineers. Wait, 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 I thought you were talking about chaos and maestro. You know, they know how I need my music mastered and mixed and stuff like that. And um, they're really good at, uh, to the point that I don't have to tell them anything. But artist-wise, Danny Brown. Okay. Seven in general. I would definitely say that one. Um... Lloyd Banks. So that was an in-studio recording? No, we never actually recorded together, but okay. I love all the songs that he came out with. Okay. And Talib, actually. Talib came out with some good songs that um, we did together. Is your man his own worst enemy? I'm not going to speak on Talib, Kweli. I just want to say that I love Talib. Shout out. That's I had to it. ask. That's it, man. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to speak on um, my brother quality man he's you know he's very um outspoken very outspoken very opinionated yeah and it's not gonna change it's not and um you know we know what to expect from my brother quality man but and you know I will, what i will say one thing to him um doing all this uh you know, having all of this internet beef with a lot of detroiters and stuff like that you know i told quality man he was like Really, one of my top homies in the industry, man. You know what I'm saying? Because he always comes to Detroit. And he always like I show up to probably most of the shows that I see him doing and stuff. So, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, what can I say, man? He, he I'm on his biggest album. You know, it's, it is what it is. 
It is what it is. Just like Kanye West produced his biggest song. Now, I will say one thing about the brother. Podcast-wise, I don't know if anybody does their homework on their art, on the guests. Yo, that like guy him. is good, man. He's yes, good he's, he, he's really good at it. Yep. You know, so he's I, very good at podcasting. He's very good at rapping. And we'll leave it at that. Great man. <laughs> Great man. Great man. Great man. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I will not talk anything but positive energy about my man, Kwali. That's it. I That's the only that. thing I can do, man. I know, I know he got into it with a couple people I know. And I love them, too. But, you know. I, I personally cannot talk bad about the man Tyler Kwali who gave me a chance to be on his biggest selling album, I think. Or, you know, one of his top albums and several of his albums, you know what I'm saying? Or a couple of his albums and many, many songs. And, you know, he just showed me a lot of love through, through the years before any of this. So I, I got to just, you know, I'm not turning my back on him. I feel you on that. I, I, I'm. I'm gonna leave that one alone. Big Shine, in studio yeah, recording. Great man, great man. And, great and man. I, actually, great I got two, two two questions too. Does does yeah. he? Well, actually, does he get enough credit for what he does in the city? Because I saw I saw something today that that he, you know one of his interviews, and it just don't seem like he gets enough credit for what he actually does. What did you see? I saw him. Uh, who was he talking about? Oh damn. Oh, this was years ago too. Um, oh, 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 oh! It was him and Danny Brown. Danny Brown had said something, and and he he clear he did say that you know since then they had spoken and kind of you know made up. But I've seen the same complaint about other artists of his stature that they don't do enough for the city. And from the outside looking in, Big Sean has done a lot of shit for the city. First of all, Big Sean is. Um, the highest selling black artist from the city that I know of. Um, when he got his deal, it was on a different level. I mean, he was immediately affiliated with Pharrell. He was immediately affiliated with Kanye West, Jay Z, Pusha T, like Two Chain, like every major artist that you could think of that you love already. So. You know, why should you see Big Shot at some open mic somewhere? You know, um, like safety first, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, like this man is, you know, he's a he, he's an American treasure, man. We can't we can't be, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We can't we can't just be having our our, our, our people that's a treasure out in the world just like in. You know, endangering themselves by being, you know, in places that they might not need to be in. You know what I'm saying? At all times. You know what I'm saying? Like, like this man, Big Sean, is able to fill up probably Comerica Park, the Fox Theater, whatever big theater, uh, DTE. You know what I mean? Like, he's done it. Like, Park Plaza, whatever. You know, we need to protect him at all costs. Is what I'm trying to say, you know what I'm saying? So, and he has given opportunities to many Detroit people, like all of the people that I know that have been down with Big Sean from his beginning, mm-hmm. they all made it. 
they all made their own way too. You know? And I think he gave a lot of Detroit people a chance. I think that um, you know, I think uh based off of some of the older ways that people was getting on, like as far as open mics and I mean, hey, he he in his era he had to get on one oh seven five and rip the mic every week on the radio amongst a bunch of wolves and he did that you know what i'm saying he was in cyphers with people at cast tech and on the street and whatever you know what i'm saying the man made it you know what I'm saying? and he's a real genuine dude and i got love for sean man he showed me love he put me in this video he allowed me to produce music for him he actually came to me first to produce uh some music for the Detroit album, except he came to me like you know early in the process. So I was producing music for him in like 2017. I don't think the Detroit album came out to like 2020 or something, 2021. Okay, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It was like a while later. So he had got with Hip Boy and all of that, but his goal was to like you know try to like make some Detroit fire you know what i'm saying he wanted to get with moody man he wanted to get with me that was his goal you know and, and he had a lot of people hitting me up and just like yo big sean trying to get with you big sean trying to get with you and that felt good right there and then like the fact that he sent his producer amir johnson over to me and to take my dirty detroit sound and uh, put the polish on it you know that meant a lot to me man and um the songs we created were incredible. I think that the sound that we was able to create, man, like it would have been, I hope it comes out one day, man. I think, uh, man, I felt like we was making like a like water for chocolate, but for Big Sean, like like how like Dilla came with the hip hop and the Afrobeat type of situation with, kind, with, yeah. with Common. I feel like I was coming with the hip hop and the ghetto tech. And I was mixing all that up. And it was just like this mixture with the soul and the live music. And it was just, it was just. I feel like that's some of the best music I ever made was with Big Sean. So does did he ever tell you like why or if it will ever come out? No, man. You know, we just kept working. We just kept working, man. He came to my studio plenty of times. And we, you know, we did, we did what we do, man. He just pulled up. He was like, oh, you ain't heard it? You know, I remember, he, he, like, he was like, uh, it was kind of like a surprise. Like, he was like, man, you ain't heard the song with, uh, somehow they mentioned the song that I did with him and Quavo. And um, I was like, you and Quavo? He was like, oh, you ain't heard it? Man, play it for him. And then they played it. I was like, I was just shocked. So wait, you so, don't even have the music. No, I made the music. No, I'm saying, but do, do like, are you able to at least pull it up and listen to it yourself? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, the you, beat, you know what I'm saying? But I didn't have a song. That's what I'm talking about, the song. No, I don't, no, the song never came out. Okay. But it was, it was, it was an incredible song to me. And I just feel like, uh, I, I'll still love to see that come out. I thought that Quavo did a great, incredible job on it. And I feel like uh, Sean did an incredible, great job on it, man. Sorry, man. I'm just trying to move around and 
Oh, you all right, bro? Make sure shit. that uh, I, I know we in overtime. You feel me? That shirt is fire, though, bro. <laughs> Big Sesame Street, you feel me? It's fire. I'm not gonna lie. Yo, yo, yo you yo, know yo, what? Yo. I think people. I think. It, it, big proof yeah. casts such an incredibly large shadow on Detroit hip hop that everyone after him is expected to put the same work in for the city that he did. Uh, no, they're not. I, big I, proof I, is a one to one. Yeah, what what I'm saying is like from a, from a public perspective, when they see somebody make it. They want you to be that guy. And Proof was just a completely different animal. Well, you know what? I've been compared to Proof, you know what I'm saying? As far as like uh, being like a person that can bring the streets and the hip hop side together. I can see that. But um, other than that, you know, Proof was a one-on-one. I'm a one-on-one, you know what I mean? Like, um, but no, I don't think that I've never, I don't know, man. Nobody, man, people's expectations are not that high, like you think. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm just an old nigga tripping. <laughs> hey, man, people, it's people's possible. expectations be like, yo, this nigga sold 10,000. I'm fucking with it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, hey, man. Kudos to everybody who made magic and caught lightning in the bottle, man. If you made magic ever in Detroit, man, I got love for you, bro, because I listened to that shit. You feel me? Yo. And I loved it. And that's my all favorite took, song to this day from a Detroit artist, Amir the Merciless, A Day Without a Ride. Oh, uh, man. I used to be going, getting dropped off to elementary school listening to that. I used to, I remember it used to come on in the morning. And I actually have Amir on my... um. On my album on uh, Decipher, man. How did, I, how did I miss that? He's on uh, the song with Cash Out. It's one of the last songs on there. He's on there. Yeah, I gotta go back. I'm, I'm gonna go back as soon as we get off the off of this. Yep, yep. Amir is on there. Merciless Amir, man. Um, Amir Amir Stein, the great. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, we became real cool, man. That's my brother now, man. You know what I'm saying? But like, it's just amazing how like. You could grow up off an of artist and then you actually like become cool with them. Just like Flavor Flav, like I'm saying, like, you know what I'm saying? Like I was seven listening to this dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, like he's hitting me up, like, yo, can you make some beats for me? Like That's of crazy. Of course I can. <laughs> <laughs> of course I yo, can. Amir the Merciless <laughs> made me want to rap though. I'm not huh? even gonna Amir the Merciless and uh, and actually DJ Los made me want to rap. Yo. That's amazing, man. All I do remember, well, I went to St. Mary's for elementary. So I remember uh Wonder, what was it Wonder Love or what was the name of that record store on Grand River? It was like Wonder Love or something like that. Wonder something. Yeah, was that Grand DJ Love? Help us out. <laughs> I, I'm not sure, but I, I went was, to high it was school. Like a record I... store back in the day. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? But uh they used to have a record studio, I think. I think it's in DJ Lowe's uh video. You know what I'm saying for uh, him and Easy Easy B. I remember that. Yeah. I, I remember. I can't remember exactly where it was at, but I went to high school with Los. And he oh, okay, was like, "Okay, a, hold on, I'm just checking this thing, man. I'm trying to oh, make sure good. my charge." Because 
if this bitch cut off, I'm gonna be mad at the mug. No, oh, don't, 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 don't. I, I, I wouldn't be tripping. But no, yeah, no. he was like a year behind me, and like okay. I, I've interviewed him, and I, 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 you know, that was like one of my goals when I started doing this podcast and shit. He was one wow. of the people because seeing him in the hallway of Henry Ford High School with a whole ass album, and these niggas had on full length minks and the path, like them niggas looked like the part. It just well, inspired me to want to rap. Like no, they yeah. was them. They was them guys. I mean, well, obviously now we know that Los Daddy was that guy. Facts. You feel me? Yeah. And and and, I, and me and Los relate. First of all, me and Los are in a group together now, called My Detroit Players. Really? Which is a band, and uh, we're both the DJs. Like I actually am more of a sound effect person in the band, and Los okay. is more of the scratching DJ. I scratch sometimes, but I'm more like sound effects, samples. Like I'm more like using my DJ equipment like a sampler. I got you. You know, and um, Los is like cutting it up. Oh my God. You know what I'm saying? You know how Los do. Yeah. Yes. You know, so like, uh, but Los, man, one of the greatest to ever come out the city, one of the most genuine, one of the most kindest, one of the most purest people I ever met, man. Very you know good dude. And and this man been around all the legends. Dick been around for decades. Decades, man. Don't even look like it. You no, know what I'm saying? Don't don't look his age. You I'm know out here I mean? looking like Santa Claus and this nigga looks like my kid. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, my man Los dog. Shout out, man. Yo, oh, we didn't even talk about Rose Big. Oh man, yo, my man Ro, bro. I, I, that was one of the other ones. See, I got sidetracked when it came to uh, people who I have the most chemistry with. Ro Spit. So, me and Ro not only do music together, we throw parties together. <laughs> so, you know, I gotta have some of the best chemistry ever with my man Ro, man. Like, we two popular people, we two popular DJs, we everybody's best friend. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, Man, we make music together, man. Coney Island, man. That's one of my favorite projects I ever did. I think <laughs> I think it's better than all the rest of them, honestly. You know what I'm saying? For the most part. I ain't going to say it's the... I mean, I've got a lot of joints, man. But, like, sonically, I feel like I reached a level with that. I mean, you're only supposed to get better, right? So, with that being one of my most recent projects dropping last year, I feel like... It's better than, you know, sonically, I learn more. I learn more as I go. I we have you. Bernie Grumman mastering this, man. You know what I'm saying? Mike no Bobby, clue who that man Bernie is. Bernie Grumman mastering. Like, the same guy who mastered Kendrick Lamar, all his albums. The same guy who mastered all Nas's albums. The same guy who mastered Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg's albums. Mastered our album. So, it has a sonic quality to it, like, that I've never had before. The face is hitting a certain way. The, it's just everything. Maestro mixed it. You know, I didn't even record this album. Maestro recorded it. We we had a party every day when we recorded this album. And everybody showed up every day. I'm, <laughs> so I'm still saving up for them Jordans, too, by the way. Shout out to them Jordans, man. Jordan <sighs> tubes. I know I got me a pair. If you don't got you a pair, you better get you a pair. Yeah, well, you know, we ain't all got the money you got, bro. Well, you know what, man? I ain't gonna lie, man. I, 
just came off the sweat off my back. <laughs> I've been working my ass off in this motherfucker. <laughs> and, you, you, and, and, and I'm not, I'm saying that respectfully because you absolutely deserve it, man. Because if hey, anybody no, man, has put in the work, man, you absolutely no, have. I, I, I work my ass off so I can, you know, when I want some drawers, I can give me a little pair of drawers, man. You know what I'm saying? That's that's you know that's all you ask, man. I can eat when I want to eat. I can pay my rent when I want to, when I need to pay my rent. Give me a little pair of doors. Go out when I want to go out. Life is good. Life is good. I'm good. I'm good. I don't need. I don't need everything. Just give me a little bit. Yo. When y'all got a party coming up? I'm gonna have to come down there, man, and come. come oh fuck man, with y'all. listen. I think the next party. Well, first of all, I'm doing concert of colors on tomorrow. Actually, concert of colors at um, the Detroit Historical Museum. Shout out. Um, and then I'm doing a panel called More Than Eight Mile at U of M, Detroit, uh, that night. And then Saturday we're doing um, Raise the Flag at the Eastern Market in front of my people's spot, Detroit Hustles Harder on Division Street. Shout out uh, Detroit Hustles Harder because they will be helping me create my uh, portable record players, one of, you know, the one of 50 joints. Uh, Sunday, we're doing um, Super MC's album release party. So, so underrated. yeah, man, it's going to be a very busy weekend. I won't be at home. I'll be out in the streets. <laughs> Super MC. Yo, and the song that you had with Hostile, like I oh, hadn't seen, I had not yo. I had not heard Hostile since Battle. Like I fucked with Battle. Yo. And I hadn't seen like, we Hostile went to high school is, together, actually. Oh, way back in the day as far as yeah, battle yeah, rap. Yeah, we went to high school together. Um <laughs> Hostile, man, first of all. When we was in high school, he was like crack on everybody at the lunch table type dude. You feel me? Like roast everybody. All the time, no rapping, just roasting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then, like, has not changed. years later, I seen him years later, and he's like, Yeah, you know, I got into battle rapping. I was like, For real? He's like, Yeah. And then, like, it was on Bell Isle, and then he ended up winning the battle. And I was like, Damn, I knew my nigga was going to win because he used to be roasting niggas. <laughs> 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 and then, like, next thing you know, this nigga was a cold ass rapper. I was like, Man, that's my nigga, dog. And then, like, we just stayed cool the whole because we was always cool, like teenagers, little kids. We was cool, off some roasting niggas in the lunchroom shit. And then, you know, I used to be rapping back then, so I, so that's why he was telling me about he was rapping like, like, yeah, nigga, you know I'm rapping now. But like, nigga, we, I was already rapping, hitting the lunch table with, you know, you know what I'm saying? We was in there almost crazy. Shout out CMA, man, Communication Media Arts, man, all my people that's watching this shit. You feel me? Yo. So, yeah, man. Mar Dr. Marv Gary one, crazy. Yo, like, like, are you gonna do another decipher? You know what? I'm um, I, I am. I'm um, I don't. It's not gonna. I try not to uh, use my titles over again and say part two or nothing like that. So, I mean, I did think about doing a detour too. But Decipher was basically a detour, too. So now it's going to be D something else. You know what I'm saying? Whatever it is, this generation, especially since they have caught a, a hell of a wave collectively. Yeah, man. They I deserve that Nick Speed love. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is that, like, a lot of these people, like, anytime I make one of those albums, these are all songs that I already had. I just be 
making a compilation out of them. Like, you know, like when you see like a DJ Khaled or somebody come out and he's like, you know, releasing an album with yeah. all of these people. Like he, I don't want to speak on what Khaled does, but like basically what I do is I just take a bunch of songs that I created and I put them all together. So that's how you get 39 songs on, you know, a decipher. You feel me? Like I took, I took all, as a co-curator, I took songs of all the people that I seen um, on the wall at the museum. And I said, okay, I want to take a song from all of them people that I have a song with. And it was over 200 people on the wall. You feel me? But like, I had to just take the 60 people that I had a song with and then just put them on the album. You know what I'm saying? So wait a minute. 40 songs. You just had just 60 motherfuckers just in the tank. In the tank. Oh, oh, I got more. I got an album with uh, Bodie James right now. I probably got two albums with Bodie. Like, I got... Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. At, at what point... Like, look, bro. Look, I know you don't know me from a fucking hole in the wall, but at what point... Because Bodhi is, like, one, definitely top three from Detroit for me. I've been telling the Muse to go. You can ask him. Like, like... Well, for me, Big Hurt is the GOAT. That's not gonna change. Big Hurt is definitely the GOAT, too. Like, Big Hurt has never, ever spit a whack verse. I have not heard one. Never. Never, no. not even well, freestyling, bro. He ain't never spit a whack verse. And shout out, shout out to my nigga Jay O'Neal. Um, shout out, got, my, got, got, my brother Jay O'Neal. That's that's, that's uh, my guy. Cousin, we always yeah. hanging. That's my nigga right there. Um, we got a song together too. Fight. Hey, good. We got some crazy shit together, actually. What's it called? Um, I'm just trying to get my levels right. <laughs> come on, man. We got shit, dog. Nigga, I just want to be able to just come sit and listen to the shit you got, nigga. Yo, listen, bro. I got... Bro, I've actually made thousands of songs before, bro. What are you doing with the Bodhi shit? Hundreds of thousands of songs. I probably listened to hundreds of thousands of songs. What are you doing with the the Bodhi shit, bro? Oh, we about to put it out. Yeah, we just waiting on the time. Like, Like, man, my schedule's so crazy. Bodie's schedule so crazy. I just seen Bodie. Bodie was just at the studio um, a few weeks ago or whatever, putting something together. So, you know, me and Bojay, man, we 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 locked in. Like one of the summers, you know, a couple summers ago, we seen each other every day. So I, I recorded the uh, Jay Dilla album for him, and then we ended up recording like about two albums of our own material. So. I'm still this waiting on this Jay Dilla like album. Albums right there. Yeah, I'm still waiting on the Jay Dilla album. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's incredible. It's incredible. I mean, I, I don't know how many details Bodie want to put out there on it, but it's 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 amazing. That's all I'm gonna say, man. I recorded every song on there. He did all of that at my studio. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, shout out Hellova. He helped us out a little bit too. And honestly, like I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it a buck. The, the 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 next one, I would for me personally, like you, hell of a and Dilla. Well, that's what's going on. I mean, I'm as letting far, you know, no, right? as far as like the the, de- the as far as the deciphered. Yeah. Like if I can not only get the the collection of MCs, but to collect the top three producers, because it's y'all three, and then there's other niggas. Listen, man, I, I'm telling you, first of all, 
I've always had the vision of doing what I would call, you know, the Detroit chronic, you know, and I, I had already reached out to like hell of a maestro. Um, I mean, this is years ago that I reached out to all of these guys and some musicians that I know, Amir Johnson from Big Sean's camp, like a few people that I was, you know, uh, Dre Butters, Dre Sconey, like a few people that I know that I would like as producers to contribute, you know, because Dr. Dre didn't do it on his own. So I feel like if I'm going to do an album like that, I would call it The Crud, you know, instead of The Chronic, you know what I'm saying? We're going to use a Detroit term. We're going to call it The Crud. Shout out my dog, Sheefy McFly. He got The Crud strain out right now. That's you know funny. what I'm saying? And um, I would I would have multiple producers. Actually, uh, Coney Island, before it was called Coney Island, me and Hellova was supposed to produce a roast fit album together years ago. And then it ended up just becoming me, just me and Roe, you know what I'm saying? Just off of the pandemic, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it was going to be all hood niggas on the, on the, man, listen, bro. So me and Hellova locked in like this. That's my brother. You know what I'm saying? Like like one of my favorite people in the world. You know what I'm saying? Always got the open door policy for me, man. Anytime I show up, shout out Sid Louis. Shout out the whole family, man. You know shout out to Sid Louis. He's been family. on the show. Dope. Yeah, yeah. It's all family, man. So, you know, we've been locked in for years, man. We got music together, all of that stuff, man. So, anyway, if you're looking for that Jay Dilla, Nick Speed, hell of a collaboration. Look out for it on the uh, Bodie James, Jay Bilal. That's all I can tell you. Dang. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's already recorded. Oh, it, it got to come out. It's, it's, it exists. It exists. You know, you do, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. The crazy shit is, like, I never go over an hour with anybody, bro. Yeah. With nobody, I had Chuck D on the show, Doctor Umar. I had you name it. I didn't had a gazillion motherfuckers on this show for years. Yeah, never. Well, I said maybe probably ten people over an hour. Never this yeah. fucking long, bro. Yeah, like, and I appreciate it, man. That's love, bro. Man, good love, but, man. Hey, time flies when you're having fun, man. It's this always one a treat when the players meet. Nigga, this one for the vault though. Like, like this is one <laughs> for for my personal edification. This is for, yeah, for me. I just want to shout out Cleveland one more time. All my family out there in Cleveland, man. All my family in Detroit. All my family in Atlanta. Man, yo, we worldwide with this thing. You hear me? All my people in Paris. Yo. I don't, I don't know. It's never going to stop, bro. This is all love. Listen, man. I feel truly blessed, man. I'm a very blessed man, dog. You know what I'm saying? And I recognize that. And I try to show God that I'm grateful by that's what's up, bro. By you know, um, you know, just just doing my best with my gift. You know what I'm saying? That He gives me, man, and just you know, just being thankful and praying and meaning every word of every prayer that I say. You know what I'm saying? I think that's the key to my existence right now. You know what I mean? Like that helped me with my rap delivery by you know expressing my devotion through my, through my prayers. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 like you could memorize our father who are in heaven, hallelujah, that name, that again, yeah, you're going to say it like a robot. 
Yeah. But I have like, to catch myself when, from from doing that shit myself. But you gotta you gotta actually think about mean what those that words mean. Yeah. You gotta interpret those words. You gotta say. Sometimes I'll say it over and over again just so I could feel the words that I'm saying. Mm. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. What does that mean? You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay, okay, I get what that means. And then Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done. Mm. On earth as it is in heaven. Okay, okay, I get what that means. You get what I'm saying? You got to think about what these words mean as you're saying them. Don't Yo. just say them as like a robot. You know what I'm saying? Say them like with devotion that you mean these words. And your your prayers will come true. Your dreams will come true. I you got to say this I stuff. You got to say your too. affirmations with, you know, vigor and care and, and mean what you're saying. You know, every day hmm. I tell myself today will be a great day. This week will be a great week. This month will be a great month. This year will be a great year. This decade will be a great decade. This century will be a great century. This lifetime will be a great lifetime. I said, I'm well, good. I'm, you know day. what? I, I've been lucky, bro. I, I've, I've, I've had a great life thus far. And, and there's still more to go. There's still more. It to ain't go. over with yet. Oh, it's not. And, and, and I'm just, just really started, started. Baby. man. I was just about to say that. I'm just, especially like like this type of shit, man. I love doing this shit, and this has been a good year. Like next week, I got Malcolm Jamal Warner. Ooh, legend. Yeah. Shout out, to legend, yeah. man. You're not gonna get on the show if you're not a legend, bro. Shout out to the oh man, listen, bro. That means a lot, man. Hey, listen. This is just not happening. People have been calling me that, you know, for a while, man, and it's like, yo. It'd be wild, man. Like, I'd be like, people be recognizing me in the street that I might not even know them. You know what I'm saying? And I'd be like, wow. Like, all I do is spend all my time in the studio. <laughs> like, how do you know me? You Nigga, know how do you not? Hey, man. It's only for the people that know. If you know, you know, type thing, you know? <laughs> if you fuck with it with Detroit hip hop and, and, and you, you anywhere close to a student, and I ain't talking about the. The, the the DJ Lowe's type students. Yeah. I'm just talking about the casual student. Yeah. Then Nick Speed is 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 like I say, it's you, Helliver, and Dilla. Hey man, listen. And man. this is no disrespect more, to anybody more, else. It's a few more than that too, though. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody don't get recognized, man. You know what I mean? It's a lot more than that. You know. Uh. We gonna we gonna. Uh, See, once I get to starting to shout out people, it's it's just gonna be endless. I don't even want to start, man. But it's about it's it's so many more than us, you know. And I'm not saying that inspire I, 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 me. I'm not saying that it ain't. I know it is. I know it's a gazillion other niggas and and and, and women doing their thing. And this is no respect, no, no disrespect to them. I'm just saying there's levels to this shit. I get what you're saying. I mean, listen, man. And y'all have earned the top shelf, to nigga. Conversation, period, bro. Like I'm living my dream. I always knew somehow, some way I'd be, I guess, in the entertainment field, I guess. I don't know. Um, you know, since I was on the radio when I was four years old, like I knew Crazy. that I knew that, you know, I knew that I had the knowledge of working the board and speaking, you know, uh speaking clearly. So I didn't know where that was gonna go. But I knew that it was gonna go somewhere, so I didn't even know what a producer was. But that's what I became. You know what I'm saying? And I and I was 
able to put on and just like, you know, just kind of like, you know, I, I get enjoyment out of helping people and making people happy. And, you know, that's why I throw parties and stuff, man. It's all about making yeah. everybody smile. When is the next party? Um, so the next party that I can recommend for you is Ghetto Tech Brunch. We're doing that um, on July 30th. Me, Sheepy McFly. And um, what's my girl name? Rebecca. Her girl, uh, Rebecca, DJ Rebecca. You know what I'm saying? She coming through. And um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of love. It's gonna be free to get in right next to St. Andrews. And then, you know, you can count on big parties in August. I'm doing a, a party on August 19th with Grandmaster Cass and Laura Finesse at Spotlight. So look out for that. Oh my God! Big that... hip hop vibes, big hip hop fifty vibes. That's you know fine. My man Aston Kusher, he's gonna be there too. My young dog, who I, uh help get on the show, man. You know, I want people to tap, you know, tap in with a younger uh, DJ man that's playing that hip hop, man. You know what I mean? And um, and I'll be releasing my my record player August eleventh. My birthday is August twelfth. I I actually be at Spotlight. Big Speed Orchestra, August 13th. Man, I'm booked up. I'm booked up. I'm on uh, Sidewalk Festival. I'm on Concert of Colors. Two events in one day on Friday, tomorrow. Yo, Raise the Flag Festival Friday with Guilty Simpson, Fat Cat, Bodie James, um... Kill again. Yeah, so you fuck around. I'm Super you're, gonna, you're gonna make me have to call off work, and I can't afford Yo, to do that. Come to the Eastern Market Saturday. Yeah, I'll be there all day, rocking with all the legends, man. Drummer B. Yo, man. Oh my god. Big hip hop. Fifty. Man, all of that, bro. All the legends gonna be there raising the flag in celebration of uh Detroit's. I don't know. Is this the three hundred and I don't know how many 300 and something birthdays this is. It's 313th birthday. I, I don't know. I don't know, bro. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even tell you. <laughs> but Yo. you know what? Detroit is a Leo. Hip-hop is a Leo. That's unfortunate. It, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep it moving. Oh, no. Hold on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man. Listen, bro. I just want to say, though, man, in celebration of Detroit uh, hip-hop and Hip hop fifty man, we gonna put we gonna we gonna do a lot more work, and we gonna put all this on the map, man. All I do is sit here, pen and pad, you feel me, and I just come up with ideas all day, and then you know I make them into reality. You know, Yo, what I'm saying? if there's anything on the planet that I can do to help you out, bro, please. I will let you know, up. man. Yeah. I will let yeah. you know the next Absolutely. things that I got coming up, and I really want to thank you for having me. It's an honor. It's a privilege. Uh, anybody that never heard of me before that's checking this out, man, I really appreciate y'all checking this out. Hopefully you can check out one of my projects. Get your kids one of them Nick Speed projects. <laughs> How can I get one of those record players, though, bro? Please let, Yo, let me know. Um, they will be available through the Detroit Hustles Harder website. So you can, we're going to have some pre-orders. come. Uh, they're going to be going up real soon. I'm waiting on the order to come in so I could take a picture of them and then put them on the website. So they're going to go quick. Uh, 
I mean, that's about two, three weeks from now that they'll be coming out. So I'll probably have a picture of them up in the next couple of days. Okay. And, um, you know, we're going to go from there, you know, but August 11th will be the date. Anybody who wants to get one, you can DM me. You can DM Detroit Hustles Harder. And um, that's how you'll be able to get them, man. And then next thing you know, i got some museum exhibits coming up. What else we got, man? Look, man, I got festivals. Like I say, man, Nick Speed Orchestra. I got a movie dropping. I got a couple movies coming out. Nick's Electron. Oh, I got a class with uh, Wayne State. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's fire. Class. Yep, that's coming up. So I'll be like a lecturer or like a, a I guess a co-teacher. Not I'm not an actual teacher, but I didn't even graduate from college, but I'm teaching college. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's the power of hip hop. Man. You feel me? That's the power like, of you too, bro. I didn't even do that bro. good in high school. <laughs> 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 hey, y'all got me teaching some niggas in high school. Hey, yo. I got you, my dog. <laughs> but you, no, like, for real, for real though, like, they're gonna be lucky to have you, bro. Hey, man, salute to you, brother. But hey, salute to all the great work that you've been doing, man. You've been getting it in, bro. I've been, I've been checking out your page. All the beautiful photos of all these incredible black people, man, that you've been posting up with afros and guns and <laughs> all that shit. Revolutionary man, when I make when I when I get to making these flavor flavor public enemy tracks, I'm gonna go straight to your IG pages. Blow that Nigga, feel free. feel free. Like like Let's that's one thing. The whole time. That's one thing. I'm I'm always big on us defending ourselves. So I will always have uh uh black gun owners, black black gun teachers. Like I got a brother coming on next month that owns his own gun store. You know, like yeah. I'm, I'm huge on 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 that. You know, like well, you know what? That's why, that's why, that's why them other countries don't attack us as quick as they attack the other ones because they know we all we got to do is reach the closet. <laughs> they know we ain't playing. Yeah, they know, they know we ain't playing. Come on we, now. We, we just got to get our community together collectively. Exactly, man. Exactly, yeah. man. So you know what, man. This is the year, not only for myself, man, but for everybody else to get your goals out, man. Don't wait on nobody else to validate your ideas, you know, and, and then your ideas come out 10 years later and you'd be like, man, I've been thought of that. You know what I'm saying? I, that's like, not to say the worst feeling in the world, but it's like, but it's know, close. It's like, a, it's like a personal power in the back of your mind that you just, you'd be like, damn, okay. I knew I had a good idea, you know what I'm saying? But like, it is kind of like a feeling where you be like, man. Yeah, that shit is a kick I in the gut. I to do that like a long time ago and then now they drop, you know, like, bro, it's the end of that. For everybody watching this right now, I want you to do your ideas. Don't wait on nobody. You figure out how to do that shit, whether it requires sponsorship or not, whatever. Use what's in your pocket. Start off small. You know, sometimes you just need a house instead of a skyscraper, man. You know what I'm saying? You'll get there. Facts. Facts. You'll get there, man. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you just need a studio instead of a, instead of an apartment, man. You know what I'm saying? Instead of a two-bedroom or something, man. You just need somewhere to rest your head at sometimes, man. Facts. So anyway, Yo, 
Notebooks is on deck. We're filling them up with all ideas and that we make it happen. Take your time. Put your pen to the pad. Think about it. Redo the idea over and over until it makes sense. And then present it. And then next thing you know, you'd be like, damn, I didn't know I could do an art show. I didn't think anybody was interested. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yo, like, everybody's going to love you. They love Man. you. Man, yo, if, if anybody does want to get in contact with you, they want to work with you, they want to hire you, how they go about doing that? Hit me up on Instagram, Nick Speed ENT. Nick Speed ENT, like entertainment, like like BET, but inter <laughs> energy. No, Nick Speed ENT, that's it, man. You know, DM me. I'm real good at that. Um, also, my email is nickspeedmusic at gmail. I got a radio show right now with Bizarre from D12. Fire. Um, we're on Dash Radio, straight out of Hollywood, California. We're only on like our fifth week right now. But um, send us your music, too. If you got music that you want to get heard on around the world, I will play it. I will play your music if it's dope. I'm thumbing through the music. Send me the music. Say, yo, I see you on the show intellectually petty yo i want to send you my music so you can play it on your radio show i'll listen to it i'll shout you out i'll play your joints if it's dope to me you know and and that's how it goes and then on top of that if you want to work with me hosting ideas you know if you're a billionaire and you want to just get with me and see what type of you know type of time i'm on so you can throw a little couple you know throw some <laughs> Here, here I am. I did circulating. Let's make this money, man. Yeah, holler at me too. If you're a billionaire out there, just <laughs> you're a billionaire and you hey, want to get with a, get a boy guy up. that got some billion dollar, million dollar idea, man. It's B E N T on Instagram. I got you, yo. It's B Music at Gmail. Hit me up. Hey, I'm the billionaire. <laughs> Yeah, yo, I've been looking for you, dog. Hey, your people hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been looking for you too. Hey, look, I remember, I remember when our picture was in the DIA for the first time. It was like all these, uh, all these art admirers, and it was like, you know, they was not hip hop at all. They was just looking at the picture. <laughs> now I got the MP. You feel me? I got the speed hat on. Seven sitting there with the Adidas top tens. And I remember, like, it was like this old white dude. He was just like, you know, he, he got an ascot on around his neck. He got, like, a little glass of wine, like, <laughs> drinking, like shaking it up like this. Like, he got his wife there with a nice little dress on. He's like, man, so, so what? And you're taking this picture. And I was like, shit, I need a million dollars. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Hey, that's what, hey. You feel me? Sometimes it ain't that deep. It is not that deep. And, and, and like, so what were you thinking when you were making this beat? Like, I was thinking, I need some money. <laughs> you trying to share, nigga? <laughs> <laughs> right. You need what I'm saying, dog. Share, nigga? What's going on? <laughs> hey, oh. I need a nigga with a couple million dollars to invest in my shit. Oh, no, but God. that's, but no, like, cause you know, it'd be funny. Cause like, 
I'm sure like people like Nas and them, like the great, great, great ones, you know what I'm saying? And they'd be like, yo, man, what was you thinking when you wrote the lyrics to represent off Illmatic? You know what I'm saying? And I'd be like, shit, I was just thinking about like how we got away with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, I was like 17. Like, I wasn't thinking about shit, nigga. <laughs> like, nigga, I was still a kid, nigga. Right, I'm trying to get high. Rapping, like, like, I was rapping from the perspective of a kid. As as a kid, I was a kid, nigga. <laughs> oh, my God, man. Um, Yo, I, I, I got to say thank you, bro. Um, thank you. Thank you. No, seriously, man. Seriously, man. Yo, I'm lighting incense up. I'm feeling good. I'm about to make some beats. I already came up with a couple of nice patterns. I came up with some patterns, so now it's time to add the music. Do your thing, bro. That's what this incense is going to. Do your thing, man. Um, this has been an honor and a privilege and one that I will not forget, bro. Man, hey, listen, I'll never forget it either. Love, appreciation, absolutely. Salute. Absolutely. Salute, man. You have a good one. Make some dope shit, man. And, and yo, tag me and whatever you got going on so when I can get up there, I absolutely will come check y'all out. I will do that. I will do that. I think I think you might want to come through on Saturday. I got to work Saturday. I can't do it. Okay. Saturday. It's all yeah. good. We got we got more. We Yeah. I say about what? Uh a week now, about a, in about a week. Keto Tech Brunch. Elephant yes. Room. Pull I'm up. All, I'm off the next Michigan. weekend. Nick Speed, Sheefy McFly. It's going down. Hands down. I'm, I might pull up it's on gonna you. It's going to be beautiful vibes. I might pull up on you because I'm off not this weekend, but the following weekend. So That's I might what I'm have to pull about. up. There we I'll go. holler at you, bro. No doubt. Detroit Love. You already know, man. Salute. Have a good one, bro. Peace. 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 Yo. Can't, I can't thank the brother enough. Absolutely phenomenal. And if you know, man, I, I, I never go over the one hour minute. I do apologize to Nerve DJs if I ran into somebody's time. So my bad. But yo, it was fucking Nick Speed. And I don't know how many opportunities I get to interview Nick Speed. Um, absolutely one of the goats of Detroit hip hop. And um, you already know, man, this is Jobs. I'm your host of Intellectually Petty Radio. If you like what you heard, man, please make sure that you subscribe, tag somebody, let somebody know. Um, shout out to the whole Nerd DJ Radio team, man. Shout out to DJ Johnny O. Shout out to T-Rex, uh, Big Health, DJ Squirt. Y'all already know. Um, next week, 7 o'clock, man, Malcolm Jamal Warner. I don't really need to say much more about that one. On that note, I'm out. Y'all have a good one.